Turn with me to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. And I know we've got two preachers tonight. And uh, I will not preach a long message. I promise you that. But I do want to deliver what I believe God has <clears throat> laid on my heart for this meeting. And I have prayed much about it. And I've asked the Lord uh, many times to show me exactly what to preach. And this message, I can't get away from it. And really, I've got messages I'd rather preach. But this message, it's about the devil. And, you know, I, I don't really like to give the devil any attention. The Bible does say, give no place to the devil. But then I look in the Bible and I find, you know, where all through the Bible, God talks about the devil and warns us about the devil and, and even uh, exposes the devil and his his tactics and the way that he will come after us and that he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know, one of his greatest tactics is fear yeah. to strike fear into you. You know, no doubt there'll, there'll be some of you who probably won't come tomorrow and go out like the Lord said, go out into the highways and the hedges, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There's some maybe here tonight, you won't come tomorrow. And if you got right down to it, it might be fear. You're afraid to knock on that door and somebody strange come to that door and uh, you don't know what to say. And, and, and the devil can do that. He can get you so afraid and so nervous that you really fail to do what God, you, you know, what God wants you to do. But I tell you, the devil's a liar. Amen. And he's the father of it. And he will try to do anything to keep us from being a witness for Jesus Christ. So you come tomorrow. You know, my, how many of you know Larry Brown? There, there's two Larry Browns. One's in heaven now. But Larry Brown from Iowa. Well, you know him. You know him. Larry Brown. Nobody else knows him. Okay, some over here. The guy preaches about the wolves, you know, and preaches about Amnon had a friend. And, uh. Uh, well, we, we fell in love. He's the reason I'm from Iowa tonight. I, I'm a Kentuckian. You can tell I've got a Kentucky accent. But uh, 23 years ago, we moved to Iowa to be a part of the Marion Avenue Baptist Church. And people say, why did you come to Iowa? I mean, Kentucky is the promised land. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Daniel Boone said it. <laughs> He crossed West Virginia. He came out of North Carolina, came across uh, West Virginia, and came into Kentucky and said, this is the promised land. The grass is blue. <laughs> Daniel Boone said. But anyway, people say, why did you come to Iowa? That's no man's land, especially in the wintertime. Oh, boy. I've seen it 25 below. We've been caught in a blizzard, and it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet. And Iowa could be pretty rough. And I say one thing, I say one reason we came to Iowa, the Marion Avenue Baptist Church. We came to be a part of that church, and my children lined up with Brother Brown's children, and two of them really lined up. They got married. <laughs> my daughter met, met Brother Larry Brown's son, Joseph Brown, and, uh, you know, she was 12 years old. How many of you girls are 12, 12 years old tonight? All right. <laughs> we got one that's disoriented here. <laughs> Who's 12 years old tonight? Who's, who's uh, 11? Anybody 11, 12, or 13? Right in that area? 
Well, we don't have anybody. There goes my illustration. But anyway, <laughs> think about 12 years old, and she said that the first time she saw Joseph Brown, she knew he was the one. She knew he was the one at, at 12 years old. The only problem is Brother Joe didn't know he was the one. <laughs> and so he went to Bible college. He dated all these girls and uh, even got engaged to one. She was the wrong one. He got engaged. But anyway, it's a long story, but he, he, he broke that off. He came back to Iowa and married Charity. And uh, they now have eight children and serving God happy as can be. And just, I thank God that we moved to Iowa. Brother Larry Brown, I, I still love to hear him preach. He's 77 now, but showing no signs of slowing down. I mean none. And he's a ball of fire. And I can't preach like him, I'll tell you that. But I love to hear him. But anyway, uh, what, where was I going with that story? <laughs> Boy, I, I'm afraid I'm getting to the place I'm rambling too much, you know. I better get to preaching. Turn with me to Ephesians. Are you there? Ephesians chapter number 6. You know, you've been sitting a while, and this message is two hours long. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to preach this message in less than 30 minutes. Because I know we got another preacher coming. And, uh, but I, I want you to stand with me if, you will, if, you're, if you're able. If, if you're not able to stand, if that would be uncomfortable, don't worry about that. Let's read a few verses here in Ephesians chapter number 6. And starting at verse number 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means tricks. The tricks of the devil that, that he will play on us. Wiles has to do with deceitful practices. Uh, of the devil. Now look at verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Notice that, my friend, that verse. Notice there is an army. There is the devil and his angels, or his devils, most people call them demons, but our King James Bible always calls them devils. And uh, it says that they are organized like, like ranks in, in the military. You know, there are principalities and then powers and then rulers of the darkness and then spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the devil can't, he can't be everywhere. <laughs> Thank God for that. He can't be everywhere. Our God is everywhere. Amen. But the devil can't be everywhere. But if he had a headquarters somewhere on this earth, I wonder if it'd be Washington, D.C. Because he knows if he can bring America down. Brother, when a big oak tree falls in the forest, it takes down a whole lot of other trees. And if America goes down, my friend, Katie barred the door for this old world. And we're going down fast. And may God help us. May we be on our knees pleading. But here's an organized army that the devil has. And it says in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, 
that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And then old the Apostle Paul throws in here, and for me, don't forget to pray for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And I want to say along with Paul tonight, pray for me, would you? Pray for me. I'm up here to deliver a message and pray that God would give me the utterance to be able to convey to you what God's laid on my heart. You know, I've got some words on a piece of paper here. And if God doesn't show up, if the Spirit of God doesn't show up, you know, I might as well use this to light a fire. But, uh, you know, if the Spirit of God shows up, He can set me on fire. Amen. And then, I, then you can be set on fire. So yeah. let's just pray that God will be with us. Father, I pray now you'd bless the preaching of your word. Lord, I pray you'd help me tonight. Father, you know, sometimes I am prone to get off on a, on a trail that's really not that necessary. And I pray you'd help me tonight to stay right on track. Help me not to say anything, Lord, that is unnecessary. But Lord, don't let me leave out anything that needs to be said. Father, you know every person in this building. Lord, you know everyone. You know their needs. Lord, you know every man and what he needs tonight. You know the battle that he's fighting tonight. Lord, you know every woman in this place. And you know the battles that she is fighting. You know the temptations that may be, or the pressures that may be in her life. Lord, you know the teenagers and what they're facing in this day of wickedness. And even the children that are here tonight, Lord, if they're saved, they even have battles. Lord, we all we all have to face that devil. And I pray tonight that you'd help me. Dear God, please help me to say something that would be a help to your children tonight. Lord, that somebody and, and the dear preacher coming after me, that we could give something to, to the sheep, that we could feed the sheep and the lambs, and that we could leave here tonight closer to God that we could leave here tonight more equipped to fight these battles with the devil and to do what the Bible says, stand, having done all to stand. Lord, help us to stand in these last days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, and you may be seated tonight. God bless you for, for being here. And how many of you have been here every service? Would you raise your hand? Now, you're not bragging on yourself. I ask you, how many, every service, God bless you. I love faithful people. <laughs> I love faithful people. You know somebody else who does? The Lord. The Lord loves faithful people. And God bless you. Well, I'm preaching a message tonight about the devil. And uh, I guess maybe one reason that I'm preaching along these lines, why this has been on my mind all about 650 miles uh, here in the last two days uh, to be here. We came all the way from Iowa to be here tonight. And to be with you Sunday, I guess maybe one reason it's been on my mind is because I've been in a battle with the devil. My wife and I have experienced a satanic attack 
in the last uh, 48 hours, maybe a little bit more than that, and uh, I'm not going to tell you about it, and you don't need to know about it. One reason is you got battles of your own, don't you? You got battles of your own. I remember, I remember when I was at the Sugar Grove Baptist Church in Kentucky. I was there for over 20 years, an assistant pastor in that church, did a lot of things in the church. And you know, we always had battles with the devil. I mean, the devil's always fighting, but uh, it just seemed like sometimes that it would just be one thing after another. It's almost like the devil moved in and set up camp and was doing his wicked work of division and confusion and fear. And it just seemed like sometimes it was worse than others. My wife and I have gone through a, a satanic battle and uh, I, I just, it's not that the, the devil is trying to destroy our, our marriage, although he'd like to do that even though we've been married 46 years and we're as happy as, as, as larks. We're as happy as we can be being married but uh, I'm telling you, the devil can come and he can, he can, things can just get dark. And, and you just feel like you're, 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 there's a force there. There's a pressure there. You can't explain it. And, you know, you pray and, and uh, it seems like it, it doesn't, doesn't seem to help that much. And you, but you know what you got to do? You just got to keep on going. Amen. You got to keep on reading the Bible. Get up in the morning and read the Bible. Get on your knees somewhere and talk to God. Yeah. Keep on thanking God and praising God. Yeah. Keep on carrying gospel tracts and hand them out everywhere you go. And just keep on serving God and be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Just keep on going. And you know what? One of these days, uh, the devil's going to depart. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And I, I'm all for, you know, pleading the blood, pleading the name of Jesus and all that and you know, Michael, the archangel, he didn't talk directly to the devil. He said, I mean, he didn't just say, I rebuke you. He said, the Lord rebuke you. And uh, I, I believe in that. But sometimes you can go through a satanic attack. And I've, I've seen people who didn't make it. I've seen Christians who didn't make it through the satanic attack. You know what? If you're a child of God tonight, you, you cannot lose your salvation. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 You know, when I first got saved, I didn't know that. <laughs> when I first got saved, I thought, boy, I better walk the line. I might lose my salvation. And then I found out, glorious day, I, I have everlasting life. Amen. 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 I'm sealed under the day of redemption. I've got the Holy Spirit of God living inside me. I'm a child of God. I'm going to live as long as God lives. And that was a wonderful time. You can't lose your salvation. My friend, you can lose your joy. And you can lose your influence. And you can lose your family. And you can lose your marriage. And you can lose your children. My friend, you can, you can lose those things. And still be a child of God. And I know people who've gone through every one of those. Several people. And I want to preach to you tonight. This is an unusual message. An unusual title to a message. But here's the, here's the title of this message tonight. New Levels, New Devils. I'll never forget when I heard that, Brother Decker. The first time I heard that, let me, let me get one of these mics here. 
there too but there's some men of God there and I remember brother Fisher preaching away and I remember when he kind of walked out through the crowd a little bit and he said you know new levels new devils yeah. and it was just like a light came on in my head I mean I, I saw something that I, I had never seen before it just began to come so clear to me why I've known people through the years. I, I've been serving God now by the grace of God. I've been serving the Lord now over 40 years, really over 45 years. Yeah. I've been serving the Lord and I've seen people fall by the wayside. I, I've seen people defeated. I've seen people go down. I've seen preachers go down. I've seen Sunday school teachers and deacons go down. I've known the missionaries go down. I mean, under an attack of the devil. And I... You know, I, I wondered how can that be? But you know, then it, it became so clear when I began to think about that. New levels, when you move up to a new level in your Christian life, you know, the devil, Satan, he, he may say, well, I, when you get saved, he may have assigned a devil to you to stop you. Maybe stop you from getting baptized. Stop you from being a witness for the Lord, stop you from going to church on Wednesday night, whatever it might be, a, a devil assigned to you. You know what? If that devil does not get the job done, the devil, Satan, he's got another one. He sure has. And he can assign him to you. And we've already seen there are different ranks, just like there are in the army. There are ranks of these devils. They... they different ones have more power there's one in the book of daniel called the the prince of of persia he was a demonic power that was over the land of persia and he was so strong that he was able to hold back an angel that was on his way to bring an answer to daniel who had been praying now for 21 days waiting for an answer to come and when the angel finally arrived, he said, I've been held up yep. by the prince of Persia, right. a demonic being. Yep. My friend, they are powerful. Yes, they are. And you know, if one devil can't stop you, maybe the old Satan says, well, I'll, I'll just put another one on you. And that when that one comes, maybe that's the reason why it just seems like some people are going along and then all of a sudden, yeah. they're just knocked back. They're knocked flat on their back. It may, may well be they've met up with, with a new devil that has maybe more power, maybe more tactics, maybe more ingenuity in, in what he's trying to do. Oh, the devil doesn't play fair. And uh, I, I hate to preach about the devil. I, I, I hate to even think about him. But we got to admit, my friend, he's powerful. He's very powerful. 
And I thank God he's no match for Jesus. Amen. 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 King Jesus. He's got all power. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And I thank God he's the all-powerful one. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in the end now, Revelation chapter 20, the Bible says one angel, one angel will be sent by God. And here's what he'll do. He'll lay hold on that dragon, that old serpent, the devil, and cast him into the bottomless pit. Now that day is coming, my friend, and shut him up. Boy, isn't that good? He's going to, one angel is going to shut the devil up. Of course, that won't be the last of him. He's going to come out of there and have another rebellion. But thank God the devil, the Lord has that much power uh, to overcome the devil. Here's good news. The devil can't be everywhere. But the bad news is he doesn't work alone. <laughs> he does not work alone. He's got an army at his disposal. And Jesus called them the devil and his angels in Matthew 25. And he said, hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was not made for human beings. But human beings go there when they reject Jesus Christ. There's nowhere else to go. There's no purgatory. There's only two places to go, a heaven and a hell. When you reject God, you reject his plan of salvation. You reject the Lamb of God. My friend, you've got to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. That's why he gave his only begotten son to die on that cross and pour out his blood so we could have our sins washed away and go to a place called heaven someday. The devil does not work alone. You can, you can see in 2 Peter, it talks about angels that sin and they were cast down to hell. Jude talks about angels which kept not their first estate, but they were cast down. Revelation 12, 9 says the devil is cast out and his angels cast out with him. We find that. that and Jesus saw it all. Jesus is an eyewitness to it all. He said, I saw the devil fall as lightning from heaven. The Lord Jesus saw it. New levels, new devils. It sure does explain a lot. It explains why, I mean, not long ago, not, not too many months ago, a man not real far from where I live, I would call this man a, a mighty preacher. I mean, a great preacher. And he was beginning to not only preach in his church, but be invited out to some other churches. I wouldn't tell you this man's name, and I wouldn't even tell you what state the man lives in. But then I heard that news, that news that nobody wants to hear, He'd been unfaithful to his wife. That man lost his marriage, lost his church, lost the confidence of all these people that looked up and respected him. You know, I was visiting an old man in Kentucky one time, and this man was, he was, have you ever talked to somebody, Brother Decker, and they're just, they're not just lost, and they're not just blind, but I mean, they're cynical. They're just cynical about spiritual things. They're just hateful about it. Yeah. There's something in their eye. There's just a devilish look in their eye. And this man, would, he, he would sneer. I would witness to this old man down in a valley uh, in, in, in near our church. And, and I'd go back and I'd go back. One day he made me so mad I walked out of his house. He started putting my preacher down. And I couldn't take it. I, I walked out of his house. But I went back. 
And I, I tried to win this man to the Lord, but, you know, one day you know, it came out why this man was so cynical and, and so hateful. He said, I've sat down here in this valley and I've watched seven preachers run off with somebody else's wife. And my friend, he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. I knew some of those men. I knew some of those men who once stood in a pulpit and preached the word of God. And they fell. And they got their eyes on some woman. You men in here tonight, we ought to stay in the book of Proverbs. Amen. It warns us about that strange woman. Amen. And you know that strange woman, it's not a woman that you don't know necessarily. It may be somebody that you know very well. But it's somebody you're not supposed to have. Amen. It's somebody that doesn't belong to you. Amen. You've got a wife. She belongs to you. Yes. You better stay in love with your wife. Amen. Amen. You better stay infatuated with your wife. <laughs> amen. You better yeah. keep the romance going. Yes, sir. And you ladies, you ladies help the, amen. You stroke the fire. Amen. <laughs> keep that romance going. Yes. Because I'll tell you something about men. I am one. <laughs> They're tempted. These women running around here, my brother Larry Brown said, not enough clothes to clean out the barrel of a 10-gauge shotgun. Out here running around in their shorts and their halters and their mini skirts and their low-cut stuff and all that. I'm telling you, it's a temptation to a man. I heard Brother Brown say this. I need to give you some royalties. He said, a poor man, he's out there in the world. He stops at a red light, and here come all these Jezebel, all these naked women going in front of him. And then he looks up on a billboard, and there it is again. And he goes to work, and there it is again. And finally, he gets home, and here comes his wife in a nursing home gown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Brown said it. Brother Brown said, I, I didn't say it. You know, when, think about that, that old man. He probably went to hell. I don't know. I wasn't with him when he breathed his last breath. I don't know. He heard the gospel. Probably in hell tonight. You know, when David, when David fell with Bathsheba, God sent a messenger. Thank God for Nathan. Amen. Thank God for a man that was willing to tell it like it is. Even to the king. And David was a monarch. I mean, brother, they didn't have a constitution. They didn't have... They didn't have all these things, you know, somebody to keep an eye on the king. Brother, if he wanted to take somebody's head off, he just took it off. That's it. But old Nathan came in and said, Thou art the man. And David repented. Thank God for that. But Nathan was not done. He said to David, he said, David, he said, because of what you've done, you've given great occasion to the enemies of God to blaspheme. You've given the enemies of God a cause to blaspheme the name of Jehovah because of what you've done, David. Oh, my friend, we need to stay clean. We need to stay close to God. We need to get up in the morning and meet with God. Start the day. Hey, get the jump on the devil. Somebody say amen. Get the jump on the devil. I mean, he never sleeps. The other, the other night, we had a preacher at our church. Wednesday night, we were there. And we had a preacher named Dave Brown. Does anybody know Dave Brown? <laughs> There's probably a million Dave Browns in this world. I know three Dave Browns myself. 
And somebody said they actually have a reunion somewhere, the Dave Brown reunion. All the men named Dave Brown come. But anyway, this was a man of God. I mean, a genuine man of God came to our church and he preached. And, you know, he got up and he said, folks, he said, you might as well realize something. The devil's never going to leave you alone. The devil is never going to leave you alone. There's never going to be any relief from that battle as long as we're here on this planet. There'll be no relief until we go home to heaven and he goes back to, down to hell. And he's not going to leave you alone. You know, a lady in our church, by the grace of God, God helped my wife and me to, to get this lady who was far away from God. I mean, backslid, had been saved, but, but had backslid to a terrible point. And she lived not far from our, our house. And, and, you know, just a few visits there. And I, I got this lady to come to church, and she got right with God. Now she sings in our choir. She's a black lady, and she's got some soul. Amen. She's got some soul. And you'll see her up there in that choir, boy, and sometimes she's, she's so happy. But, uh, you know, after the service, uh, she's kind of got a Pentecostal background. And uh, anyway, she, she kind of had this idea, you know, like, man, you just rebuke the devil, and he's gone, and and you can have that victory. And when that man said that, that lady told me after church, she said, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that, that there's never going to be any relief from the attacks of the devil. He's going to come every day. And he will. And if you're here tonight and you say, well, the devil's not bothering me. Well, brother, I can tell your fortune. And I don't even have a crystal ball. <laughs> You ain't doing nothing for God. That's it. You're not doing anything that threatens the devil. Remember that? Remember that old those boys, those seven sons of Sceva or Siva, whatever it is. And they, they went to this demon-possessed man and said, We adjure thee by in the name of Jesus and in the name of Paul. Come out of him. That demon spoke out of that man and said, Jesus, I know. Yeah. Paul, I know. Who are you? Who are you? You know, the, the devil knew about Paul. I wonder if that devil that was in that man, maybe he, maybe one time he was assigned to Paul. And he couldn't get the job done. He got fired and entered into this other lesser light. And, and the devil put a bigger uh, demon after Paul. Thank God none of them could bring Paul down. Amen. Amen. He stayed too close to God. You know what Paul's secret was? His secret was, I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. Nevertheless, I live. Yet yes. not I, but Christ liveth in me. Amen. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank God. That was Paul's secret. He died to self. Amen. And when you see all the exploits that he did for God, it was not Paul. It was Jesus living his life through Paul. My friend, get up in the morning and, and meet with God. Get the jump on the devil. Saturate your mind. With the word of God. Memorize the word of God. I mean you can be driving down the road. And, and you can listen to the Bible now. Matter of fact I gave a challenge to a Sunday school class. Uh, one time at our church in Iowa. And I said I want to challenge you as young people. Young married couples. I said, I said listen to the Bible. You know you can be going to work. And you can be listening to the word of God. And a couple of Sundays after that. A few Sundays. One of the. Young men said, Brother Epley, I tried that. He said, I took your advice. He said, when I drive to work, instead of listening to the radio, I listen to the Bible. I said, well, praise God. Yes. I said, can you tell any difference in your life? 
And he said, yes. And I looked at his wife sitting beside him. And I said, can you tell any difference in his life? And his wife said, yes. Yeah. He's not as grouchy. <laughs> exactly what she said. <laughs> you know, time with Jesus, time in the Word of God, it will take the old grouchiness out of you. Amen. 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 Give you the joy of the Lord. Amen. And my friend, put on the whole armor of God. Let me just throw out an, an idea. You know, I, I just throw out an idea. You may take it. You may not. You may have your own formula. But let me ask you something. Do you put on the whole armor of God every day? Good. Do you put it on every day, or do you make sure it's it's on every day? Here's something that helps me. As I, every day I read some in Proverbs. Every day, and and often in Proverbs you'll come across that word righteous or righteousness, or sometimes you'll come across the word truth or honesty. It's all through Proverbs. When I see that word righteous anywhere in there, it reminds me. Right then and there, Lord, help me to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Yes. Lord, help me to have my loins girded with truth. Oh, God, help me to be honest. Help me to be sincere. Help me, Lord, to put on the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help, Lord, help me to put on that helmet of salvation. Take the shield and take the sword. And every day, my friend, put on the whole armor of God. And above all, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus Amen. every day and every hour. Amen. Praise God. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I just pray that you take this one simple truth tonight.